podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Back to another edition of the the Waterball A podcast with myself, Gary and Ant. How are you doing, Ant? You alright? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Thanks very much for asking. Yeah, yourself? Yeah, sound mate, sound. Um, so when we're having a chat earlier on, um, when we're going to record this pod, we thought we'd uh, have a chat about the Europa League, the round of sixteen. So eight ties. Um, let's just kind of review each one of them individually. First one we're going to start with, Ajax, young boys, mate. What do you reckon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I would say you've got to fancy Ajax on kind of form, really. You know, Ajax doing really well in their league. Um, yeah, it's, it's a pity that they've, they forgot to register Sebastian Alley for the later stage of the tournament because I think he would have been uh, crucial to their, to their tournament. Young boys probably will go in underdogs but I would imagine everyone had them underdogs against Leverkusen and they ended up beating them 6-3 in aggregate you know went to Leverkusen and won 2-0 away from home which is a fantastic result so I think they'll pose some problems for Ajax but I can see Ajax getting through um, maybe if you want a prediction I'm going to say a 4-2 on aggregate to Ajax 4-2 Ajax uh, I would agree with that to be quite honest um, granted Let's be honest, young boys did very well against Leverkusen. For me, Leverkusen always have been a bit of an underachieving side. I was quite surprised to see them actually get beat off um, young boys. Um, the, on my on my accumulator, I did have Leverkusen, so uh, I lost out there. But um, I would fancy Ajax going into this. I mean, Ajax have obviously been hit with the blow of Halle and have also been hit with the blow of uh, Onana as well being suspended. So Stekelenberg's in goal for them. But you've got to kind of favour like the, uh, the. In my honest opinion, I think Ajax have a brilliant coach in Eric Tenkate, uh, Tenag, um, and they've got some brilliant youngsters in the team, and obviously the right mix of experience in Tadic and Tadic uh, and Daily Blind. But when you're looking at like players like Gravenberch and midfield and Anthony, like they've got some brilliant, brilliant players. Um, Great name for a footballer. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I want him to succeed anyway. You know, uh, and he's a proper Anthony as well. There's no H. Uh, there's no H in it as yeah. well. And they've got a good little uh, kid at right back as well. Uh, Devian Wrench, I think he's called. 18 years old. Um, apparently the Ajax fans, they're, uh, they're a big fan of him because he's 18 years old. Probably is what will happen is they'll end up selling him at a profit years down the line. Like they have Dest to Barcelona. But mm. like you... I would favour Ajax in this tie, but I do think young boys are going to get a goal or two. Um, but I, like you, I'm going to go Ajax. Prediction over the two legs, I reckon 3-2. That's what I reckon. Close, close one. Very close. Next one I'm going to move on to, mate. Uh, Dynamo Kiev, Villarreal. What you reckon? Oh, I think that one will be the most like the closest of all the ties I think you know I think they're very well matched I was surprised to see Villarreal actually get through because I really like Salzburg you know I thought they did I thought they were lucky to uh, get knocked out of the Champions League you know they gave um, 
was it Real Madrid that played? They gave them a hell of a game. And it wasn't, it was PSG. They, they gave them a hell of a game and probably should have beat them. Um, yeah. But they couldn't score. Um, you know, they played really well. Now, I actually had them as outsiders for the tournament. So to see Villarreal get through quite comfortably as well. Um, you know, I think it was, was it 4 1 on aggregate or 4 2? Yeah. It was something along those lines. I think it was 4 1. Um, yeah. oh, first so leg, so them, first leg, the 1 2 0. Second leg, 2 1. So two, got two one. wins yeah, over 4 1, yeah. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it was, it was. I thought that was a surprise because I, I had Salzburg to, to go quite deep into the tournament. Um, so Villarreal are obviously better than what I gave them credit for. Um, <laughs> you know, but you know, looking at the team, you know, Eddie Nkapuwe in there, you know, he's he's a good player. Um, you know, Moreno, the goal scorer, uh, he got two goals the other day. And yeah, so they did very, very well to get past Salzburg, like I say, because I had them... Yeah, probably tipped to go quite far. And then Kiev, Kiev, you know, they've struggled past Bruges. Bruges are all right, to be honest. I like Bruges. I think Bruges, I watched a little bit of the Bruges-Kiev game. Yeah. Um, and Bruges dominated, um, but they couldn't score. And Kiev did what they usually do. And sat back, got a goal on the counter-attack um, for Balaski. Um, it was it was a nice goal as well. He took it well. Um, so, uh, do I want to, I want to say Villarreal, um, but I think it'll be close, and it's always with with those times. I mean, I don't know what the travelling will be with with those games because obviously the travelling's all over the place with the Champions League and the yeah. Europa League. You know, there's going to be games played at mutual venues and stuff with COVID. I'm going to say Villarreal, but I think that will go in extra time. So I'm going to go two one Villarreal over the two legs. Ooh, that's a uh, that's a prediction, isn't it? Um, I mean, like you say, Kiev grinded a result against Bruges. Um, Villarreal played very well against Salzburg. Um, I've got to personally go with Villarreal over both legs. No extra time. I think they're going to win both games. I think they've got a lot of talent in their team and a lot of it is, is homegrown Spanish ta- talent as well. I think they signed uh, Danny Perejo from, I think, Valencia. Um, yeah, Valencia. Um, for this season, the guy is a midfield maestro. He's not the youngest, but he's a midfield maestro, and he he's key to that midfield at the moment. Um, like you say, Gerard Marino. Uh, they've also got Paco Alcelsa as well. Um, they've got some good players in that team. And remember the lad from Everton as well, Funes Mori, the the centre back. I do, yeah, uh, yeah. I got him there. Raul Albiol, Mario Gaspar. Um, they've got two decent goalkeepers as well. I personally got to go with uh, Villarreal over both of the legs. I reckon. I reckon Kiev will get a goal, but I think Villarreal four-one. That's what I'm reckoning. So let's see what happens with that one. Next fixture we've got is Roma Shakhtar Donetsk. I think this is going to be quite a good game, personally. Yeah, I do as well. I agree. Um, I like Roma. Um, they're, they're doing all right in Serie A this season. Um, you know, Edin Dzeko scoring plenty of goals for them. Um, can't, I mean, if they were playing Braga, weren't they over two legs? I think they were better than Braga. Um, well, obviously the works obviously beaten five one over Agra, but that was a bit of a mismatch for me. And, and Roma, you know, did the job, got two one away win, and you know, got the job done at home one three one. So. 
you know, like I say, good side. Um, they've always been a good, you know, not a great European side. I've always thought with Roma, they've flattered to deceive in Europe, especially in the Champions League. They're, they're kind of one of these teams who aren't good enough for the Champions League, but always get yeah. relatively far in the Europa League. But I expect, probably expect better from Roma. You know, they're you know, stalwart of Italian football, you know, one of the giants of Italian football. And they've, they've fallen by the weird side, I would say, a little bit. Um, and, and they're playing Zagreb, aren't they, sorry? Uh, who, Roma? Yeah. Uh, Roma, let's have a look. Yeah, Shakhtar Donetsk. Oh, Shakhtar, sorry, I thought yeah. it was Zagreb. Uh, Zagreb are playing Spurs, but we'll get on to that one. Yeah, sorry, that was that was completely yeah. my fault. Shakhtar, yeah, again, probably another mismatch playing Maccabi. Um Not really, you know, I haven't really seen enough of Shakhtar to make a huge comment on them. Um, you know, I know they've got, they've got like Alan Patrick, haven't they? He's a good player. Um, Solomon the winger, he's a good player. Dodo, great name, you know, uh, not extinct. <laughs> um, and over, yeah, over the two legs, they were better than Maccabi Tel Aviv on three nils. That's quite a comfortable win. So yeah, that'll have goals in it. Um, I think that one will go down to if Roma are at home on the second leg. I fancy Roma to to win the second leg quite comfortably, and it'll be up to Shakhtar to get a lead in the. In their in their leg when they're at home, so I'm gonna go Roma. I'm gonna say three one on aggregate. Three one Roma. Um, yeah, I was. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm being very biased here. I was happy to see Roma absolutely smash Braga all over. To be honest, because uh, personally. Braga messed up an accumulator that I had on, which shouldn't have ever happened. They scored in the 97th minute, and yeah, uh, this is total bias from me. So yeah, Roma smashing them, quite happy with that. Uh, going up against Shakhtar Donetsk, Shakhtar Donetsk have always been one of those teams who can grind a result, um, for me anyway. Um, Roma aren't the force they used to be. Um, they don't really have, in my honest opinion many big names that stand out like a lot of big players um weirdly you know like seeing players like Mkhitaryan doing well um mm. for Roma I mean he didn't he didn't do anything for Arsenal in the Premiership or Man United for that matter um so fair play to him like he's doing all right they've got a good goalkeeper in Paulo Lopez um and I do think they will comfortably go through over Shakhtar Donetsk um but I can see, in my opinion, first leg, a 1-0 win to Roma. And then I reckon a 1-1 draw with Shakhtar on the second leg. Depends where the fixtures are being played, I guess, really. Shakhtar have always been a force in the Donbass arena. So, not that I think it's going to end up being played there. I, I don't know, but we'll see what happens with that one. No, the, the, no, the player did... Um... I think they played at the Olymp- Olympiaski Stadium or something or other like that. They definitely weren't at they weren't at home. It wasn't like a home game for them. They were the home team, but it wasn't it wasn't their stadium. Ah right, fair dues, fair dues. So next one, mate. Uh, going on to the first British team out in in the round here, Olympiakos Arsenal. Ah, Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Um, you know what, Mikel Arteta, he has turned it around there, hasn't he? You know, he's he. Everyone thought. He was going to be on the chop, you know, they started terribly. Granted, he turned it around. Granted, I thought that as well. Um, I thought he didn't start great. You know, he has, like you say, he's turned it around. So, yeah. Yeah. 
beat, beat a good side in Benfica, actually. Um, you know, Benfica doing well in the Portuguese league. Yeah, you know, beat a good side. I, I've probably seen that as a banana skin for Arsenal. And I mean, they had to rely on a was it the last couple of minutes from Aubameyang um, to get to get all the way. Look, look, listen, Arsenal might as well just throw all their eggs in one basket for for this. I don't think they're going to reach the top four in in Europe. So I don't think they're going to win the Champions League. Yeah. Uh, sorry, when they get in the Champions League through that, um, through that way. So they might as well throw their eggs in one basket and try them in the Europa League. You know, the winner of this gets into the Champions League next season. So it's a great um, carrot really for them. You know, listen, we can talk about Arsenal till the cows come home. You know, great side when they're on the game. It's it's a it's a case of when they're on the game. You know, I do think they've improved recently. Um, it's obviously improved with. Um, Arteta going to youth with you know Sabo I think has been their best player this season. Emil Smith Rowe being excellent when he's come in, um, and then they've got obviously Bamiyang up front, superb. Um, for me, I think their standout player recently has been the left back, Kieran Tierney. Yeah. He's been absolutely superb. Um, you know, great at going forward. Uh, likes the odd goal. Not a bad defender. Um, that's Arsenal's always been Arsenal's weakness, the defence. So if they can. Sure up the defence. They should be okay. Um, yeah, and they are. They've got the Libiagos, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Jan and um, Via plays for them and all. Legend. Who? Jan and Via, the former Sunderland man. No, oh, well, what, a, what a guy. Uh, what a he legend. likes red and white stripes. So <laughs> you know, he likes likes playing red and white stripes. You know, it's great to see him do well there. You know, I like him. You know, he did really well at Sunderland, Massive obviously. Fan, yeah. You know, looking at the Olympiagos side, you know, they've also got a very good left back in Rabchuk. You know, he's he's a great player. Um I can see Arsenal getting through relatively comfortably, to be honest. Um I'm, it's again it's again what happens when they play the UEA tie. Where it's at, that'll more than like I think I think the travel restrictions are okay for Olympiagos to be at home. So, ah, but I just fancy Arsenal here. I'm going to say, even though Olympiagos put PSV out, which I thought was a shock, um, and they also had to rely on a last-minute goal, I'm going to go Arsenal 4-2 on aggregate. 4-2 on aggregate? I think they're too strong for Olympiagos. Do you see... Olympiakos taking the lead, or do you see over two games Arsenal winning twice? Two, both of the no, games. I fancy Arsenal both, to be honest. Both yeah, or maybe a draw in the UEFA leg, and they'll win the home leg quite comfortably. I hope Jan Vega scores though. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice for him. Yeah, I think from a personal standpoint, I totally agree with you there. I mean, Olympiakos, yeah, to me, don't pose that much of a threat to to an Arsenal team. I, I can see what Arteta is trying to do, what his philosophy is. You know, use the kids, use the energy, that sort of stuff. Let me ask, do have a couple of good talents in the team. I'm really surprised that Jose Holabas at age 36 is still playing. Um, but he's quite consistent for Olympiacos, so his experience will be paramount in their defence. Um, they've got Bruma, the lad on loan from PSV, the Portuguese winger. Obviously, Jan Envia, absolute legend. Um and then obviously a couple of good players. The the left back that you mentioned there, I cannot I cannot lie and tell you that I've seen much of him because I haven't. Um so I don't I cannot say I know much about him. They've got Kenny Lala as well, the French lad as well. I know he was an absolute um revelation on FIFA twenty, but other than that I don't know much about him. Um but yeah, Arsenal 
going with the kids. Uh, for me, I think we need to give Emil Smith Rowe a little bit more of a chance. Um, uh, he got injured yeah. in that game. Um, on Thursday, he came off quite early and didn't play the weekend either. So hopefully that's nothing too serious because he has done very well. I, uh, I mean, I feel a bit sh- like shan for him because obviously the sign of Odegaard is. I think he'll become a good signing, even though he's he's getting a bit of stick from Martin Keown. Um, I think he'll be a good signing. Um, Smith Rowe should have had a chance. Yeah, Granters. Um, and it's it sucks that again he's got injured. Um, but like you say, um. Saka, their best player by a mile this season mm-hmm. for me. Oh, he's been uh, tremendous. Only yeah. 19 years old as well. Like he's got, he's going to be such a good talent. Like I can see him obviously when he's a bit more mature, and a bit more of a grown up player. I can see him being a captain for Arsenal, but I don't see that for a, a good few years. Like, um, but yeah, like you, I think Arsenal. I think Arsenal should comfortably. No disrespect to Olympiacos. I think they should comfortably dispose of them, to be honest. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Next one. It's, been a bit, it's a kind draw, that, isn't it? You know, because you'd expected PSV to get through. Yeah. You know, there's been some some shocks, I'm sure we'll go on to it. Um, and for me, it's all down to, you know, the crowds not being able to be there. So it's basically just a level playing field. But it's been like that for everybody all season. So it's. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised to see any more shocks. That's That's for sure. Yeah, no, that's fair news. So I'm going to go on to Arsenal's uh, rivals next. Tottenham Hotspur against Dynamo yeah. Zagreb. Firstly, what what do you think of Tottenham at the minute? Well, the last week they've, they've been tremendous. But, I mean, the second half against West Ham, Gareth Bale comes on, changes the game. They, they lose, but probably should have got something from that game. Yeah. The, the goal, I mean, they were... They, they had, Playing Wolfsburg in the Europe League, that game was won in the first um, the first leg, so that they they were able to put a relatively second string out, you know. But it got a chance to start Gareth Bale, who again scored. You know, Deli Ali scored a beautiful goal, absolutely tremendous goal. Um, so and Spurs have followed up on Sunday, and now they're now they're playing Burnley, and Burnley were poor, but you know they, they looked very very good now. If Jose just bites the bullet and just puts Deli Ali back in, and he's got Gareth Bale, Hoi Sung, and Harry Kane. I mean, that's you're going to get goals there. It doesn't matter how many you concede, you're going to score a hell of a lot more, I think. So, you know what? For me, I would make Spurs my favourites for the tournament. That might be a big shout. Um, but I would say they're my favourites for the tournament. Um, I just think the start now to, to click where... Harry Kane's now the fittest he's probably ever been since he's signed for Spurs. If he, did I say Harry Kane, sorry, Gareth Bale, he's probably been the fittest since he started, since he signed for Spurs. If he starts hitting, hitting the ground running, that's a world-class player they've got. And, and, and that's a world-class front line that they've got. And you probably can't think of many better front lines in world football than them three. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, you've got Harry Kane, who's a world class striker, Hoiming's son is a world class striker, and Gareth Bale is a world class striker. So it's uh it's a good city. It's a good one. I think they'll win this one. Um I think they'll get through. Like I say, they're my favourites for the tournament. Um you know, I'm gonna go for another spanking. I'm gonna say a five one on aggregate. Interesting. Uh don't think Zagreb stand a chance against them. No, I don't. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't really go through much of Zagreb, did I? Um, you know, they were uh, Krasnodar, wasn't it? They were playing. 
I'm really sorry for purist football fans. I don't know a great <laughs> deal about them. Um, but, I mean, I know Remy Cabela person, the ex-Newcastle guy, that's the only thing I know about. <laughs> um, but, you know, I look at Zagreb, yeah, you know, they, they seem to score goals, but they also seem to concede goals. So, if the defence is a bit loose against that world-class front line that I've just mentioned, I think they'll, I think there'll be goals. So, I'm going to say a 5-1. Um, sorry, for Zagreb fans, if there's any of you listening, um, but I think you're going to get stuffed. <laughs> Oh, no, I mean, you, you're totally entitled to that opinion. You know, it's just um, it's just your opinion, do you know what I mean? Um, but when you when you go on to Spurs there, to be quite honest with you, um, the front line, looking at who's left in the tournament, or even looking at the tournament as a whole anyway, their front three, I'm looking there now and I cannot see a better front three. I can't even see a better front two, to be, uh, to be fair. Um I find I think any team's gonna find it hard to stop Son, Bale and Kane if he does decide to go and play those players uh in yeah. in the same team. Um will he? I, I don't know. Um is do we do we think Bale's fit enough to, to come in and play week in, week out, ninety minutes right now? I'm not sure. Um couldn't couldn't like to hazard guess on that. I mean, it looks as if he's starting to to really come into form. So you've got, I mean, the, yeah, Jose's biggest problems, Jose. Yeah, you know, because he wants to be, you know, this ultra defensive counter attacking side, but he's got a football team there who have been used to free flowing football. Just let them do what they're good at. You know, let them do what they're good at, and then yeah, I think you'll win a lot more games doing that. Because I mean, the, the defense isn't great anyway. Yeah. So that's that's why don't you just play to your strengths and then? Yeah, I mean, one of the big things that obviously came up uh, at the weekend was the the battle between Keane, uh, Keane and Redknapp about the defense. Actually, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I do I'm, think I'm fully on Roy Keane's side with that as well. Actually, y- you know what? I am as well. Um, I think he is right in in, in with the defence, but I think Redknapp's also right in regards to Regulion. I think he is a fantastic left back, um, but it, the centre back pairing just not good enough. I the that... thing is about Regulion or, or Regulion, however we're, we're pronouncing him. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't set many. I mean, I thought was, when he come from Real Madrid with that reputation, or he's an assist machine, but he hasn't set many goals up for Spurs. You know, if yeah. you look at Spurs' goals, it's Kane and Son. You know, Kane either assisting Son, Son assisting Bale, Son got two assists on on uh, Sunday against um, Burnley. You know, and then Gareth Bale starting at goals to his game. So for Regillion, what is he actually doing? Yeah, he's a good, he's a good bit uh, defender going forward. But you ask me, would you have either him or Kieran Tierney? I'd probably suggest Kieran Tierney's probably just as good. So yeah. yeah, I can understand. I understand where Redknapp's coming from. You know, he's a great. He is a good player, but where would he go? Where else? Which other side is he going to get in? You know, you look at Man City. Maybe he's, you know Zinchenko, but Zinchenko for me is doing well for Man City. So I don't I, th- think there's any chance yeah. of him getting in at Man U over Luke Shaw. Though I think Luke Shaw's in oh, class he's on form. Fire! Um, yeah, he's on fire. 
Um, but I thought that was an interesting conversation between the two in regards to Spurs. I know I know we are talking a little bit more about Spurs here now, but that was an interesting conversation. I don't think he does know his best team. But then I think, he'd, like you're saying, it's a bite the bullet, get Dele Alli in. I like Hoiberg personally. I think Hoiberg's a good player, and I think Jose likes him because he's played him every game. Um, it's the defence that need, needs work. And, you know, a point that was brought up is that uh, Larice doesn't do enough for the team. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Larice has been... Um, I think Larice has been carried by Spurs for two or three years. His best years is behind him. Not he was a great goalkeeper. Um, but there's there's goalkeepers out there who Spurs can bring in who are a lot better. You know, Listen, Spurs played Burnley on Sunday and Nick Pope for one. You know, I think he's ahead of Larice. I think he's a better player than Larice. Made two very good saves. He conceded four goals, but he couldn't have done much about them, especially um, Bills. Um, two, you know, really good goals. Yeah. But he made two outstanding saves as well in the second half. And Larice may just makes too many mistakes. Um, you know, I don't think he's recovered from that elbow injury he had a couple of years ago. I don't think he's fully recovered from that. Yeah. Um, and Spurs, you know, they look to play Joe Hart quite often in Europe as well. Don't I? Don't think they will in this one. I think they will play Larice, but he is probably their weak link. Um, yeah. At the minute, probably alongside Davison Sanchez because I don't rate, rate him at all. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously we have gone off topic. I think we'll beat Zagreb quite comfortably. So I, if I have given a prediction, I might have said five-one, but I'm going to say a five-one. Yeah, I, I think like you, the will beat them comfortably. Um, do I think they could be favourites to the tournament? You know, I think you made a good case there. Um, looking at the teams that are left in, it it is. For me, there's a couple of teams who could win it. I don't think there's much, there's not a lot of great teams in there now. Um, but that's the beauty of the Europa League, I guess, really. Anyone can knock anyone out. Um, Zagreb do have a couple of good little players, but a couple of good little players aren't enough to win you a, a game against a team. Quoting Jamie Redknapp, a team of internationals, uh, a team of, well, very well-known players, but... I'm with you there. I think Spurs are definitely going to turn them over. Um, will they win the tournament? I don't. I don't want to make a prediction uh, on that. I'm not 100% sure. We'll mm. see. Uh, next one. I'm going to go on to um, Slavia Prague Rangers. Um, yeah, Slavia Prague. You know, listen, did really, really well against Leicester. You know, Leicester have been a great side this season in in England. Um, mm. You know, you can argue they're probably played Leicester at the best time because Leicester's got a fair bit of injuries now. You know, James Justin's out for the rest of the season. James Madison is um, struggling with a hip injury. So they didn't have, you know, them two being crucial their season. But, you know, they still went there. Um, still went to Leicester and won 2-0. Um, the King Power, I was thinking the Walker Steam, I knew it was wrong. The <laughs> King Power, they and beat them 2-0, you know, so fair play at them. And they probably, des- probably deserved over the two games they were the better side so they probably deserved to get through Rangers I mean they had a right tussle didn't they um, with, with Antwerp uh, beating them 9-5 on anger I mean that was, that's great goals assists um, you know so obviously they both score a lot of goals concede a lot of goals Prague will try and do the same Prague will try and get a draw in the first leg and then go at it in the second leg Rangers for me their legs won you know they're never gonna, they're not gonna lose an 18 point gap or whatever it is at the minute. So they could afford to maybe put a hold on the league and focus on this. 
you know, I think Stephen Gerrard's done a cracking job at Rangers, you know, and um, you know, he's got them into a position where they are going to win the league again. You know, he's managed to keep all the Morelos, who I don't particularly care for, to be honest. I think he's a bit of an idiot. But <laughs> their, their signing for me of Kemar Roof's been tremendous because I thought he would go there and struggle. He's been superb. You know, he's scoring, you know, worldies. You know, he's been a really, really good signing for them. Um, obviously, James, James, James Tavernier, you know, local lad, um, scoring 20-odd goals this season as a right-back. You know, that's great for him. Um, you know, they've got a good side. And, you know, I mean, the evergreen Alan McGregor still performing, you know, to the top <laughs> of his... Evergreen Alan McGregor, I like that. Nice. Yeah, he's 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 scored he's scored a scored he's he's made some tremendous saves this season for them. If you watch them um, a little bit of Scottish football, he's been class. Um, but yeah, you know, so I'm, I can't see beyond Rangers, but I think it will be tight. So it'll be a lot tighter than the than um, nine five. Um, I'm gonna go two. This is gonna be another one. I think the extra time. I'm gonna go two one in the second leg. Rangers with probably Morelos getting the winner and then getting sent off about two seconds after first stamping on his own player's leg. <laughs> I love how you're a, a massive fan of Alfredo Morelos. Like, love it. Ah, um, oh, you know what? Slavia Prague, I feel this is going to be an upset, and I really do. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to be an upset. I think they're going to beat Rangers. Rangers conceded five goals against Antwerp over two legs. Slavia Prague, defensively a resolute Leicester couldn't break them down for a single goal in two games. Looking at the league form, they don't really concede that many goals per se in the league either. Um, they haven't got any names in their team that really stand out. Um, whereas Rangers, you know, you have your Morelos, you have James Tavernier, like you say, Kamal Roos in great form. Um, they do have the some of the best players in the Rangers team, which I've known in recent, in recent memory, do you know what I mean? Since the days of like... In the two thousands, they had a half decent team, but the they're looking all right now. Um, what like Batman is Christian the linger and stuff. Um, but now nah, someone's telling me this is going to be an upset from Slavia Prague defensively. If they can't break them down defensively, um, Slavia Prague will find a way. In my honest opinion, to score, especially yeah. if they concede the five goals. So I'm gonna say a Slavia Prague upset with that one. Okay. No Next one, uh, Granada, Mulder. Yeah. Not going to lie, don't really know much about Mulder. Probably two shocks, I would say, especially Granada beating Napoli. You know, that's, a, that's a fantastic result for Granada. Um, so I don't think we were expecting these two sides to get through. Yeah. So, you know, and Mulder beat Hoffenheim, who cost me my accumulator on Thursday, which I was, you know, really gutted about. But, you know, um, hmm. the bother is with this one is uh, these are two sides I wasn't expected to get through. So it's two sides I don't particularly know a great deal amount. But, you know, Granada are having a good season in Spain, aren't they? Spain, yeah. I'm sure they beat Barcelona or they drew a bar they did well against Barcelona anyway. And listen, for them to get into Europa League is a great effort anyway. And uh, knock Napoli out, who would have probably been the tournament favourites, maybe with Tottenham or Man United and Napoli a fantastic side, but I'm going to say Granada to continue the surprise and 
I'm going to go 3-1 on aggregate. And I fancy Kennedy to get a goal for Granada, the ex-Newcastle man. Mm, controversial. Controversial. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Granada will, will comfortably dispatch of uh, Mulder, if I'm being honest. Um, who did Mulder have in the round of 32? Uh, I'm not Hoffenheim. Even... Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim, yeah. Um, bit surprised by that, um, in all honesty, that they got through over Hoffenheim. Uh, but I think Granada's is going to be just a little bit too much for them. I mean, when you're looking at it, uh, first leg against Napoli, Granada won comfortably 2-0. Granted, yeah, lost the second leg, but they still managed to put a goal past a, a good Napoli team. Um, lost to Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid in brilliant form. Um, they haven't picked up great results in the league lately. Got their next game uh, in the league, I think, Sunday 7th of March. Bilbao, Bilbao always one of them teams who can beat anyone on the day, but Granada, yeah, I think Granada will comfortably dispatch of Mulder and go on um, comfortably to the next round. Uh, final fixture, I left this one to last because I think on paper this is probably the best game, Manchester mm. United, AC Milan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we say that Milan were probably quite fortunate to get through. They only got thrown on away goals against Krevner's. <laughs> formerly Red Star Belgrade. The formerly Red Star <laughs> Belgrade, but they changed the name. Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, I. So we'll, we'll, we'll call him, we'll him Krevner, you know, because uh, <laughs> they have changed the name. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, the they only got through on, on, on away no goals, goals. So I would, I would have thought they would have. Quite easily disposed of, of them, but they didn't. You know, listen, it's it's great. I mean, it's 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 the, you know, it's a standout tie. It's it's that and um, back at Man United. You know, that'll be great for him uh, and for Man United. You know, I like Milan. Doing very well in their league at the minute. You know, chance to win it this season, which would be great to see them win it again. It'd be just great for anyone to stop Juventus because Juventus have won it. Probably in the last, I don't know, probably last fifteen years, I think it's been something along those lines. You know, it's been um, pretty much one-way traffic. Um, yeah. So, but going to United, it, you know, before I said Tottenham were favourites, I think a lot of the bookies have got Man United as favourites. Um, the problem being with Man United, they've got the league as well to focus on. You know, they're desperate to hit the top four. Um, I think recently with Man U, the reemergence of Dan James has been superb. I think he's been really good. Um, you know, they set themselves up well. Henderson gets a game for them. I like Henderson. I think Henderson's a, probably a better goal. For me, I would probably let Henderson be number one instead of De Gea, but that's just, you know, that's for another time. You know, Rashford doing well for them. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, obviously, you know, absolutely top draw player, world class. I'm going to say Man United. But I think they'll have to overturn a first leg deficit. I think they'll be the second leg where Man United will, will come back to to win 3-1 on aggregate. 3-1. But you yeah. think Milan will I take think a Milan will take win. the first leg 1-0 and then um, United will roar back in the second leg and win 3-1. Interesting. Interesting. I mean... Firstly, I'll start with Milan um, against formerly Red Star Belgrade, now Savena Zaveza, or uh, however you pronounce that. Um, I watched that game 
Um, and I thought they lined up as a good team. Um, obviously, they've got an absolute legend. Inter Milan legend as their coach as well, Dejan Stankovic, who actually started his career with Red Star Belgrade. And I, I don't know if you saw that game, man, but at the end, there was a massive know. tussle going on over an attack where basically the ref flew full-time. And uh, there was just a massive kick-off, and like, Stankovic got a bit involved and stuff with the ref. It was... Uh, it was interesting to say the least, like, but um, I thought Milan were lucky to get through. With all the talent they have, I thought they were very lucky to, to actually get through. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. Zlatan going back to Man United. Um, I think it's going to be a physical game because uh, that's how Zlatan likes to play. He's obviously going to look to knock around, like knock, knock Harry Maguire around. Uh, whoever's going to play with him, whether that be Lindelof or Bailly, um, he's going to look to try and get physical with them. It is, I think it's going to be a heated game as well because of the way Zlatan likes to play. Um, Diego Dalot obviously can't play because he's on loan from uh, Man United, so he'll be missing, which will be a shame for him, to be quite honest, because I think he would probably like the chance to line up against Man United. Um, they've got their Croatian lad, Anti Rebic. Um, mm. I quite like him. I liked him at Frankfurt. I thought he was a class player. Uh, Canalog glue, bit of a midfield playmaker. And then they've got the uh, the new uh, Andrea Perlo, Sandro Stranali. Loads of people raving about him. I haven't personally seen much of him, um, but apparently he's a fantastic talent. And then obviously you can't discount the fact that you've got uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma in goal, 22 years old. And he's played 201 games already for AC Milan at 22 mm, years old. That That is great. Like, as it just goes to show you don't always have to, you know, loan your goalkeeper on because he's too young and all that stuff. You know, sometimes they are ready straight away. Yeah. Um, but that is that is um, that is really, really good. Good effort like, from him. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, and like, Stefano Pioli likes to give the younger talents a chance as well so yeah as far as from what i read and what i've seen he's he's quite the fan of daniel maldini as well mm-hmm. um, and i do think long term he's going to become quite a, an asset if he keeps on the right tracks for ac milan like i think maybe two three years time he might be a regular in the team granted he's only played seven games um i think this season um yeah this season and the senior team he's made seven starts but you know, he wants to focus on trying to bring through some young players as well. Um, going to Man United, Solskjaer's pretty much on the same path, isn't he? Really, like he's he's playing players like Mason Greenwood, Brandon Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, massive focus now on Mash- uh, Marcus Rashford. Uh, Bruno Fernandez is just outstanding. Uh, Scott McTominay, where where did his form come from this season? Uh, even Fred as well. Fred has been in great form for them. Uh, Luke Shaw, I have to mention Luke Shaw because he's been absolutely outstanding this season. Um, mm-hmm. Good to see him as well. You know, good to see him playing the well that well after the injuries he's had. Um, I think the both have as well, though, Gary. I think Rambasaka has been superb as well for them. Um, you know, he's he's popped up with a couple of goals, and there was a lot of um, a lot of kind of like bad 
quite nasty things said about Wampa Basara. I was saying he's like not a very good defender, but I think he's done a lot better. Yeah. You know, Shaw's done like I agree with Shaw. Shaw's been probably Man United's best player um this season, but obviously, you know, behind Bruno, Martial and um Rashford. But I th- honest, I think Luke Shaw for improvement, you know, again it's probably the second, third, fourth coming of him. So that's been that's been good for them. But that 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 for me would be whoever wins that game between um, United and Milan will probably go down as the bookies' favourites to win. But you're sticking but with Spurs. I'm, oh, I'm sticking with Spurs. Yeah, I think Spurs will win. I think Spurs will win the whole tournament. You know, um, I think they're going to hit the right times too, and they've got a good, good tie in this one. But then it opens up in the last day, won't it? Because it'll open up if all three of the British clubs get in. I would imagine one will play each other, so oh, it'll definitely. be an interesting one. I, I really think. The British one of the British clubs will win the Champions League as the Europa League this season, and yeah. I also think one of the British clubs will win the Champions League this season. I think it'll be dominance from Britain. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be good to see. And it, it's all as always as well. It'd be nice if Rangers get through because it's always nice to have it an English team against a Scottish team. You know, have that little reignite that little England Scotland rival rivalry as well. And it'll also be interesting to see how far Rangers have come. And they always have this, you know, put Rangers Celtic in the in the Premier League. Where will they finish? Well, let's see. You know, let's let's have them against one of the England, one of England's top sides, and let's see how they do. Yeah, I mean, I'm still sticking with Pro- Slavia Prague to get through over Rangers. But imagine if mm. Rangers went through and Man United went through. I think on mm. paper, Rangers Man United would be a good game if if that yeah. was the draw. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens there. Um. I do like what Solskjaer's doing with Man United. For me personally, I think Man United will probably go on and win this tournament. But if Milan were to knock out Man United, that that would obviously instantly put them as favourites. I mean, they've got a good coach. They've got good players. um, They just haven't put it all together for me as of yet. I'm going to say Man United for the tournament, though. Okay. Right, so we've got Spurs against Man United in the final. (laughs) <laughs> that way yeah <laughs> yeah um no i think man united for the final uh i think yeah i think favorites for me yeah um granted spurs have came into great form um but i think there's just a lot of pressure now on jose to actually go ahead and try and win this because if he doesn't he's probably going to get the sack you know what if you're gonna if you um, if if you know this is the final Fast forward, you know, you don't know what the draw is going to be, but say we fast forward now into May and the final is Man United versus Tottenham. I fancy Jose Mourinho in in a final over Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So, and it's all on management, it's all on the players and stuff like that, but Jose Mourinho in final situations is, you know, pretty damn good, whereas Man United under Ole have known to choke. So, uh, I think it'll... Um, I think it'll be a, cl- a good one. And listen, you know, we're, we're just kind of, you know, putting that together because we don't know what the final's going to be. But I think it's going to be an interesting, you know, we've gone through the last 16. All 16 of them are good sides. You know, you have to be to get this far in the tournament. And what we've seen in the last 32, especially with, you know, like Granada beating Napoli, anything can happen. So it'll be, it wouldn't, like kind of surprised too much to see someone like a dark horse getting all the way through, like the likes of young boys, someone getting getting all the way through. But it's going to be, it'll make for a very, very exciting end of the tournament, I think. You know, it's been 
for Europa League, it has been a really good tournament. Um, you know, a lot of people are kind of, you know, put their nose down at the Europa League and play the reserves or whatever. But I've really enjoyed the football I've seen this this season in it. So it's it's been uh, it's been really good, and it's also had loads of goals, which is always what you want. And not being a football fan. Oh, 100%. Um, I think what will be interesting and is once these fixtures are being played, first and second leg, coming back and doing another pod and going through the quarterfinals uh, draws. Yeah, we'll have to, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and seeing where, what, what's happened since uh, we did this recording. But yeah, you've got Spurs to go on and win it. I've got Man United to go on and win it. Um, great, great. Uh, really appreciate you joining us today, and for this, all right. Yeah, no bother at all. Thanks very much. No worries, mate. Well, uh, we'll we'll catch up soon, um, and with our next pod, mate. Yeah. Yeah, no problem, Ralph. Thanks very much, and cheers for everyone so far who's been listening. Obviously, you know, speaking on behalf of me and Gary, um, you know, we're doing this off our own backs. You know, we're just two lads who like to talk shit about football and other sports as well. But, um, you know, we've been blown away by the amount of listeners. You know, it, it, it's not been, you know, loads and loads and loads, but we were only expecting probably me and you, weren't we? Um, but I have, you know, much. I think like the first few podcasts we've had like sort of 13 and 20s, you know, you know these, these aren't massive numbers, but it gives us a platform to, to do this more. So we really do appreciate everyone who has been listening. So thank you very much. And, um, hopefully we can come back with with some guests as well. You know we're trying to look into that, aren't we? So oh yeah, there's um, definitely there's definitely yeah. stuff in the pipeline. I mean, looking at the analytics and stuff of the podcast, probably is getting a bit boring. Like I didn't expect to have the listeners which we have. I mean, yeah, you said it yourself. It's just deliberately two lads talking shite about football. Um, what we would normally do in the pub with a pint on a Sunday. So uh, yeah, like really, like, I'm really like proud of where this is going and like. Just, yeah, yeah, like, cheers to all of our listeners, really. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, that's nice, nice way to end it, isn't it? <laughs> oh, definitely. Nice thank you. 100%, definitely. Right. Really appreciate you joining us today, and uh, we'll be back soon. Podcast Network.